presents the Credible Nerds Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Mark. What's up, my nerd? Hey, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to the Credible Nerds Podcast. My name is Justin, and I'm here with my fellow Mandalorians, Blake and Nathan. How are you guys doing? Doing awesome. Doing great. Sweet, sweet. So we're here to talk about Mandalorian Season 2, Chapter 16, The Rescue. And this show, this episode's been out for a couple years. And Season 3 of The Mandalorian starts up in next month, I believe, or at least March. So a little over a month. And so as far as this episode goes, what are some initial thoughts you guys had about Season 6 or Season two, chapter sixteen. Yeah, I, I I was looking forward to it. This one I was really excited for because I was hoping that we would see, you know, some legacy characters show up. Um, hoping and praying, you know, I, we hadn't seen one in the first or second second season at this point. Boba Fett, Boba Fett, but but like from those core, yeah, you know, the core players from the original trilogy, I was really hoping we'd see something yeah. from them. They're still around. They're still around. I'm like, there's got to be a reference to them or something. Yeah. I mean, and there hadn't been up to this point, so I was really like, okay, they got, they've, they've got to bring something around. They got to tie it in. Tie somehow. it in somehow. Yeah. And so I was excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. Enjoyed it. Uh, thought it paid off. Brought a lot of storylines together all the characters that we've been watching showed up uh, there at the end. So it was great to see all them come together and do a, have a deal, right? (laughs) Complete a job. So, yeah, but, uh, we start off with, uh, Mandalorian and Boba Fett and, uh, Cara Dune. They hijack this Imperial shuttle that has the scientist on it that we were introduced to in the first season. Who's in charge of cloning and they're trying to do something with baby Yoda's blood. We don't know specifically what it is, but it has to do with cloning. And so they capture him and get some information from him to be able to find out where Grogu is at. So he helps them. Uh, they know where the, the cruiser is, but he helps them. Okay, Grogu's here. The bridge is here. There's dark troopers. He kind of gives them the lowdown for their mission. And they end up um, meeting up with some Mandalorians, Bo-Katan and... Koska Reeves, I believe. Is that who it is? Yeah. Hmm. Koska Reeves. And they they are joined, you know, they join the party. And there's a little showdown there between Mando and Boba Fett, mostly Boba Fett and these two Mandalorians, uh, Bo-Katan. Because they don't believe that he's a real Mando. He's a fake Mando. Okay. What do you guys think of this scene in the bar, in the cantina, between these guys? Obviously, there was some immediate tension there. Um, because of that, you know, because of the history there. So obviously they knew he was a clone, but he's not, obviously he's not a clone trooper. So, but so what's, you know, there, obviously there's a history there. I think they know he's Boba Fett with the armor. You think so? I think a lot of people in the know, know it's Boba Fett. You think, oh, I, I didn't think about it. I didn't think that they looked at him and went like, oh, you're Boba Fett. I thought they would, he, they would just. They, I didn't know who he was, just a clone in in, yeah. in Mandalorian armor. That's well, a good point, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think about 
the fact that he's wearing Mandalorian armor, maybe that's one of mm-hmm. the, like, there's this guy out there. There's this yeah. bounty hunter out there wearing our stuff, yeah. you know, giving us a bad name or whatever. Yeah. But he's had that armor for a long time, yeah. right? It was, yeah. And it came, he says, you know, I was passed down, down from my dad. But that that's, I didn't think, I didn't think that they recognized him and knew his name. I just thought they thought he was just some guy. Mm. Yeah. Well, they know who Jango Fett was. They they talked about it in the Clone Wars animation series, specifically about him and why he's not a Mandalorian. And I believe Bo-Katan was there, or she was in that circle of people who know that Boba Fett is, or Jango Fett wasn't a Mandalorian, but he's wearing the armor. So, yeah, it's passed down to him. It's different colors, but I'm sure they still know who he is anyway. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that, but that makes sense. Yeah, so him and Koska Reeves, they, uh, Boba Fett, they have a little scuffle. And it's a pretty cool scene where they're like, you know, she's a WWE wrestler. And she was able to show her talents there in this in this part. So I thought that was pretty sweet. I hope we see more of her in the next season. You know, the Mandalorian season three. I think she she's a great addition to this show. Yeah. But uh they do a deal. What's the deal, Blake? <laughs> <laughs> well well Nate's the deal guy. The what the deal was we'll help you go get grow and it is it is interesting because this is like the third time that there's been a situation where somebody's like, I'm not helping you with anything and yeah. then you're like, Well no, they got the child and yeah. they're like He's got the kid. All right, let's do I'm this. In. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> But the deal was, yeah, I'll, I'll help you as long as uh, I can recover the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she has some buy-in, even though she doesn't want to work with these guys. She agrees to do so. So then they come up with their plan. Boba Fett's going to simulate chasing them in the Imperial shuttle that they just captured and pretend that they're in distress. And then that way they'll be able to get into the cruiser and shut down the landing bay and kind of block it off so the TIE fighters can't launch. And that's what they do. Boba yeah. Fett's chasing them and Slave One and trying to blast them, but he keeps missing uh, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Moff Gideon's watching this whole thing play down. I kind of got the sense that he knew something was up, but I wasn't, he probably didn't know. Oh, that's Bo-Katan. They're trying to come take the child, right? But I thought he kind of had that look like, oh, something's going on here. And then when they crashed into the bay, that he, he knew what was going on i think yeah at that point yeah yeah i didn't think he did but it's not you know later in the episode he clearly did but Mm -hmm. how do you think he knew i I don't know well i think he just knew something was up something's off something's happening that is weird and so there someone's probably here to get the child mandalorian had sent him that message i think the last episode i'm coming for you that's true yeah so he's like oh he's here somehow yeah so he went because he went straight to the brig to protect him right by the time they got to the bridge, he was already gone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it was a great scene. I really liked. I really liked that how they dropped the Tie Fighters down and shot them through that tube. It kind of looked like Battlestar Galactica, you know, reminiscent of that. It yeah. was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I liked it. It was great. Mm-hmm. And I liked how Boba Fett was able to take care of them pretty easily, and then you know, light speed out of there. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. So their plan is the main group will go to the bridge, draw all the attention, and Mando will sneak off around the backside and through the hallways and shut down the the troopers, the dark troopers, and then uh, lock the door. <laughs> I can't get out. <laughs> yeah. 
It, it is weird that the dark troopers were all like stored in that airlock. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, yeah. Why yeah. is there an airlock in their room? Yeah. <laughs> convenient. Convenient if you want to jettison them all out. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So that's what happens. The The group of Phoenix Shand, Bo-Katan, Cosco Reeves, Cara Dune. Is it just those? Them, right? Yeah, the four of them. them. Yeah. So they, they're going through the, the, the hallways of the ship. I thought it was great. Great action sequences. They're shooting troopers left and right. Troopers can't hit them for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's not just our main heroes, Han, Luke, Leia. It's anybody, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> But this is a pretty specialized group. You know, they're trained fighters, so it's believable up to some point. But they're able to take out all the troopers, get to the bridge, take control, and they're like, hey, where's Moff Gideon? And then that's when we see Mando sneaking up. He's able to, he does run in with the the dark troopers first, right? Yeah. Where he has to lock the door, but one of them escapes and they battle it out. And we see how they're pretty powerful. They're able to handle him pretty well, and luckily for his best armor, he was able to survive and and not get pummeled to death. Because there was a scene where he's just punching him, boom, 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 in the face multiple yeah. times, and the wall behind him was denting in. Yeah, but not, not his helmet. Not his helmet. Yeah, yeah, that, that thing can survive a nuclear blast. It almost Apparently, looks like yeah. the way that thing that thing takes a beating pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, his best guard supposed to be the most strongest. Uh, material in the universe looks like it. it seems like it that way huh because lightsabers can cut through anything but not beskar yeah yeah so make a sword out of beskar i guess yeah we did have that staff that was pretty yeah. handy but yeah. i presume though then beskar can't cut through a lightsaber though like because obviously when they fight it doesn't mm-hmm. although the spear does get kind of hot you see it shining again. Yeah, the spear gets hot. When you think it does that, you think it's going to like fold in half or something like that. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, it doesn't happen. So yeah. we don't know what, if it's possible, but he does use the spear to disable that dark trooper through the head, I believe, and yeah. pops it off. So then he goes on to the brig, meets up with Moff Gideon. They have their little conversation there um, where. Gideon's, they're, they're kind of talking about you're not leaving here. He's like, well, I just want the child. You can keep the dark saber. I don't care about that. Yeah. And then yeah. he kind of goes along with it. Did you think, uh, Blake, that that was going to happen? Like he was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. I mean, him. you know, the, he's like, I already got his blood. I'm good. You yeah. can go. But, you know, I, I, you'd, I, I might say, all right, that sounds like a good deal, but I'm going to kind of keep an eye on you while yeah. I grab the child and yeah. get out of here. Uh, but yeah, obviously he, he reneged on that and, uh, from behind attacked the Mandalorian. And then that was a pretty sweet fight though. The Mm -hmm. two of them going at it. Yeah. That was pretty intense. I like, I, I chuckle because I don't already talk about this, but I, that when that scene came up, I'm like, Oh, it's a good thing. They got those baby handcuffs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) looks like he could just pull his little hand out. Kroger's just sitting there like. Uh, helpless yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> and he first walks in he's like see <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Hank yeah, I was just like but he can't use the force with the handcuffs on I, is that yeah, what, I, what I know right yeah, yeah. I, whatever yeah but uh, it's so the blue that blue light on the yeah, inside maybe that's, uh, blocks the blocks the force anti-force anti-force cuffs yeah 
<laughs> That's a good point. Why don't you just throw Gideon to the wall yeah. like he was doing the little stormtroopers? Yeah. <laughs> so too tired. Yeah. He was tired. Mm-hmm. Well, he probably had. So obviously he had been draining his blood. So maybe he was tired. Maybe, maybe he was like a little oh. sacked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why do we think they're going for the blood? What's that about? So they're trying to. There's obviously the cloners involved in that process. Are they trying to clone Baby Yoda or or what? I, I don't know. I, I wonder if they're trying to, because I, I don't see an army of Grogu's, right? <laughs> walking going around, around in going their around. cribs, doing their thing. <laughs> yeah, floating around in their flying cribs, flying <laughs> strollers, yeah. you know, taking out armies. So I, I envision that they want to kind of create force-sensitive like stormtroopers or troops or, you know, I don't know. But it, it, it kind of almost kind of creates that whole argument of if everyone has the force, then there's really no, I mean, if it's not unique, then no one really has one is one up on anybody else. But Mm -hmm. I think that that's their thought process is if we have a whole army of force sensitive troops, you know, well, we can rule the universe, but yeah. And Baby Yoda's 50 years old, so they would have their plan would take 50 years, you know, probably at least 20 years <laughs> to come to fruition. So, yeah, I doubt it's to clone a yeah. bunch of Baby Yodas. For a while, they'd just be, you know, roaming the galaxy eating little f- frog eggs. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come on, baby, grow, grow. Yeah. And then there's that episode where we saw where they were, looked like they were doing the cloning experiments, and we saw those tanks that had like bodies in them of failed attempts then they look full grown so i'm not mm-hmm. quite I, i'm not quite sure if you could see what was behind in those tanks but they definitely weren't little baby yoda yeah. characters yeah. yeah right so a couple of things come to mind as we're talking about this uh, from the clone war series um, there was a, a a point where darth sidious was kidnapping force sensitive children to create uh, you know a force sensitive army basically I think that's where the Inquisitors ended up coming from, was from those guys, or at least that process. But that that was foiled. It didn't pan out. And then we see in the Bad Batch series where they destroy the Kaminoan, Kaminoan cloning facility. Mm. So maybe, and that was just right after episode three, a couple years after. Mm. So that maybe all that technology has been lost, but then they found this scientist guy who, worked with the common knowns so he knows kind of how it works and so they're trying to recreate that whole cloning process even though they destroyed all the the facilities earlier so maybe that's why there's all those failed clones and they have to try and get instead of kidnapping force sensitive children they have to create their own <coughs> force sensitive people and clone them at the same time so well maybe this all plays into not necessarily even making an army then maybe this just kind of is like the very very early a genesis of the emperor mm. trying to make a, a Snoke, you know, and we're just assuming they're trying to like make a bunch of force sense of people, but really ultimately in the final trilogy, maybe it just plays into that. And he's trying to, they're trying to collect as much M count force sensitive type beings to help the emperor do whatever he's doing, which mm. doesn't happen for years later. I don't know. I'm just, I think that's a better uh, idea. I think that's more on point than what I was talking about. Yeah. I think, yeah, they need this force body 
for the emperor to inhabit. They end up getting Snoke at first, apparently. And then, uh, but they want material, DNA material that has a high M count, high midichlorian count. Because if it's a low one, then he can't be as powerful. But if it's a high count, then he can be more powerful. Yeah. So maybe that's, it's just one, it's a process to create one force-sensitive being that the emperor's body can inhabit. And then that doesn't work. And then, and then Ray is kind of like, becomes like a the vessel, next, yeah. the next best idea of mm-hmm. a future vessel for him. Mm-hmm. When, you know, he finds out that he's got a, a grandchild, if if you will, if that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you've seen the movies by now. Okay. Yeah, it'd be cool if they kind of retcon that whole process created recreated that process because in the movie it's like somehow palpatine returned yeah <laughs> that's it mm. he's really? just there he's just there so maybe that's they're going to explain that whole process because <clears throat> it'd be hard to explain the whole process in a in a movie right yeah, yeah. so it'd be better in an episodic tv sh- show so yeah cool i hope we get to see that um and then uh what's his name moff gideon does kind of say you know this is in preparation for the next order or a new order in the universe bring order yeah bring order yeah hinting at oh the first order and then palpatine brings up oh this is the final order in episode nine so yeah that's kind of the linguistics of it all i believe so they he turns his back on him he starts getting beat up by the dark saber and we see that the dark saber can't penetrate or cut beskar and he's defending himself pretty well and then he gets the staff and there's a big duel there and um mandalorian is able to de- conquer and defeat moff gideon and they he brings everybody up to the bridge and once he does that we see bo katan kind of upset about that yeah i like how moff gideon's like you're not gonna kill me <laughs> this will be interesting <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny yeah, yeah. good hint there yeah so, yeah, Bo-Katan's not happy to see either of them. And it's because she has to win the combat, or the Darksaber in combat, to be considered the, the ruler of Mandalore. But now, Man- Bo- uh, Din Djarin has it. So how does that get resolved? Yeah. And he tries to be like, oh, here, just take it. I don't want it. I yield. Checkers. Here. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> we need some checkers or Connect Four or <laughs> thumb, thumb wrestling, right? Yeah. That's right. So, but that's, I think that we'll see that come to fruition next season. think so. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll see how, how that plays out. Yeah. There were, I mean, there was definitely some tension there, like an impasse, right? Obviously they weren't going to battle to the death right then. Yeah. Uh, but it was obvious that, that, you know, it was going to come something. To a head. Yeah, you, you, at that point, we don't know that the dark troopers are going to show up, and you, we are, you're, you have no idea. There's no imminent threat, so we're yeah. like, what's, what's, what's happening? Yeah. And, but then that all gets pushed aside when the dark troopers fly back on the ship. But um, I don't know. You, we talked about this before. I, I have a tough time seeing the Mandalorian uh, taking over Mandalore and being king. I, I just don't see that in his persona. What do you guys think? So, I mean, I, I think the way I see it maybe playing out is is maybe he goes back and he kind of becomes that reluctant leader. 
Yeah, possibly. I think he is going back to Mandalore because we see in the Book of Boba Fett how he he confesses his sin of taking off his helmet and showing his face, which we saw in the last episode. Two episodes was the last episode with uh, the Migs Mayfield. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that one or the one before. Yeah, maybe yeah. two. Yeah, and then in this episode later he does it. So he confesses his sin to the armor, who seems to be like the priestess there with that group. And she says, well, you got to go bathe in the waters of yeah, whatever. In the Book of Boba Fett. Underneath series, the yeah. city of Mandalore. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he's got to go repent of his sin and do all that. And, Baptized. Yeah. And there's some dialogue in the trailer. Like, he, he's telling someone, I have to go to Mandalore and bathe in the water. So he's going to do it. He's going, he's going there next season, mm-hmm. uh, next month, that we're going to watch that. So... When he's there, is he going to like claim? He's going to be like, I got the dark saber. I'm in charge now. Yeah, I just don't see it. I, I think it'll be more like people saying, He's got the dark oh, saber. Yeah. Yeah. He's in control and him being like, No. They're all like bowing down to yeah. him. Like, yeah. Oh, king. But like, who's there right now? Yeah, that's a good question. I, yeah. I just, the only, if, if there is anyone there, it's just you know the empire and if they have a base on there which i don't even know that they do mm-hmm. so if there are anybody if there is anybody there there are probably people who are in hiding and they're thinking because uh boba fett doesn't he say that it's that planet's cursed now or and and or does, i i could have sworn we've heard that in some of the episodes so is there some sort of like um what's the term superstitious kind of uh, thing keeping people from going to that planet uh, that kind of a haunted house yeah situation. exactly because it seems like no one wants to go there <laughs> right hmm. yeah I think we'll find out I think that's a good if it is haunted or cursed I think that'd be a good plot point yeah and then when they go there there's a monster there guarding something right they gotta defeat it that'd be kind of cool or just I don't know it's it's a lot of unknowns at this point. When Boba Fett says uh, the Empire turned Mandalore into glass, is that mm-hmm. just kind of like because it got they blew it up and it got so hot it just melted everything? Is that kind of what that references? Yeah, I think so. In the sense that in one of the I think it was Rebels episodes, they they do go back to try because the Empire is there and they go they have a weapon there, so they have to go there and disable the weapon. It's pre Death Star, but it has similar consequences like mm. mass weapon of mass destruction so they have to go there to disable it and wipe the files so they can't use it and while they're there they do that but it also blows up like the base blows up i think mm. or the the weapon they use the weapon a couple to no i think it blows up and it, there's a lot of destruction and it creates like this glass now, thing mandalore has a moon that orbits it right mm-hmm. and aren't there that's where one sect, the, uh, Death the Death Watch, they had left Mandalore and were on that moon for mm-hmm. a period of time, right? Yeah. And are they still? Isn't and isn't that where the Mandalore is kind of his his group group is from? Although he doesn't really understand or know that. It sounds like from what we've watched episode, uh, you know, because Bo Katan's like, "Oh, you're one of those." So it seems like he doesn't really understand. He's like, "What are you talking about? Aren't all for all men?" Aren't all Mandalorians the same? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't seem like he really understands the history there. It, yeah. Well, the Death Watch saved him from getting killed, but we don't know what happened after that, mm-hmm. really. 
because we just see it in flashbacks. Yeah. But does he only know, uh, his, his only knowledge of the Mandalorian race is what the Death Watch group I is? So. And does he think, or does he like, because he seems, she was shocked when Bo-Katan took her helmet off. He's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think that he doesn't realize that there's other, or at least at that time, he didn't yeah. realize there are other Mandalorians that don't follow that dogma. Yeah, the creed. The creed, yeah. in which that was you know, not unheard of to him. Didn't even think that was a possibility. Just assumed all Mandalorians were the same and all. Yep. So I'm curious. That could be part of what he does. He unites all this, these factions under one rule. Yeah. And he's the, since he has a saber, he's in charge. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of a lot of good questions that we'll find out next season, hopefully. Maybe I should watch more Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't watched the Clone Wars or Rebels, you're missing out. Yeah, apparently. It's a cartoon, but it's pretty awesome. I haven't even watched the Bad Batch either. Bad Batch is good. And that's a new season out this right, right now, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. We've been doing reviews on that, so you can watch yeah. that on our YouTube channel. Nice. <laughs> nice. So please subscribe and like our videos so yeah. you can watch those uh, Bad Batch reviews as we release them. So they're there. And like you said, the attention shifts to something else because an X-Wing comes flying in. And did you guys know who it was right off the bat? Blake did. Well, well, and I think, you know, so before <laughs> before that happens, you got the dark troopers that are just... yes. Yes. kind of coming in and and they're pounding on that door and and it looks pretty uh pretty dire and and then that x-wing comes in and and uh you know you start to see you know a jedi come through and and really make swiss cheese out of <laughs> out of that army yeah yeah it takes care of them pretty good so when did you realize it was luke so i as soon as i thought saw the the x-wing i thought i it's got to be Luke because yeah. it's an X-wing. It's you know, yeah. And so uh, that's that's kind of when I thought. And then you know, you watch, and then he's coming down the corridor in the dark cloak, and you're like, yeah, yeah. And it just, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. And yeah. then I think I think you mentioned the lightsaber. Yeah, for me, it was not the X-wing. I was like, well, that's probably Luke. But what really locked it in for me was the green lightsaber. I was like, oh, that's Luke. That's got to yeah. be Luke. I yeah. was pretty pumped to see that. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. And he just takes care of business, like you said. It's mixed with cheese of him. And there's a lot of cool sequences where he's blocking shots and doing cool things. Did you like that? Oh, yeah. I thought it was awesome. Uh, you know, to me, it was the whole the quintessential Luke moment that we all kind of wanted to see, you know, if they had decided to make a, a second trilogy, basically if they had decided to make, you know, um, seven, eight, nine, but of Luke and Leia and Han, when they're, you know, 10 years after return of the Jedi and said, we got something that's 30 years later, but I think we would have loved to have seen Luke, Leia and Han and, and maybe, you know, in their prime and Luke in his prime, just, you know, kicking butt, taking names and something we never really did get to see. And so, yeah, to me, it was a quintessential, like as the uh, Luke hallway moment, as uh, people refer to rogue one and, and yep. Vader and in that scene where he's, you know, taking everybody out. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked though. I have to say I would almost, there's a part of me that wishes that they had revealed it was Luke 
before all the fighting. Like he steps down off the out of the, he steps down the ladder off the X-wing and he turns and you see Luke and you're just and you're like, like oh it's it's, it's on, on. and then yeah. you see him do all that stuff because the entire time you're watching him you're like oh this is so cool Who is, is it, it Luke yeah. is that Luke I think it's Luke it's got to be Luke and then when he finally get the reveal it's, all the fighting's over so I almost kind of wish they had revealed his face before. Like he'd stepped off and turned and took his cloak off, took the cloak off or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, yeah, it's Luke. He's here to save the day. Yeah. yeah. I kind of wish they had done it that way. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Plus, I think you mentioned the quintessential Luke moment. That's something we even didn't we didn't even get in the original trilogy. No, yeah. Right, right. I mean, he had that duel on the, the Jabba skiff. Yeah. That was pretty... Basic. He wasn't ever really a master. He was right? never like completely in control. Yeah. yeah. You know? In order for him to complete his training, he had to f- defeat Vader, right? Mm-hmm. And then only then could he be, will his training be complete? So you're like, okay, yeah. yeah. And when he does fight Vader, you know, in Return of the Jedi, he does defeat him. You know, Vader kills the Emperor, throws him over the cliff, so to speak. You're just like, Okay, I guess he's a master now. Yeah. And then it's like the end. Yeah. And we don't have, and you're like, ah oh, man. I want to see more. I want to see more. Because we never really ever see him fight except for fight Vader. Except yeah. for as you mentioned, you know, Job of the Hut when he takes those, you know, that brief little fight there. But we never really get to see the the you know, the master Luke moment yeah. that we you know, that we see in, like, the video games and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. That's what we want to see. And we want to see more of it, too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we didn't see it in the sequel trilogy. No. Unfortunately. Yeah, no. So, all right. So, pretty awesome. I think we all agree. I watched it earlier today, actually. Still get chills watching it. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Uh, when he gets there to the bridge, he reveals who he is. It's pretty spot on, you know. The deep, CGI. The deep fake. Right? Yeah. Pretty spot on, except for when he talks. And this is kind of like, you know, the dialogue's pretty limited. Doesn't even say who he is. She's like, hey, yeah. like, are you a Jedi? He's like, yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> I me. I am. I am. <laughs> Give me the child. Yeah. I'm out of here. So very basic communication there. And it's, it's kind of strange that, uh, you know, he's lost Grogu, finally got him back, and then he's just handing him over. Without yeah. identifying information. Yeah. Like, what's your name and phone number? Where do you live? Yeah. <laughs> How can I get in touch with you? <laughs> can I text yeah. you? Yeah. Come with me, Grogu. Come with me, little one. Uh, he does not want to go with you. <laughs> he's afraid. Why yeah. is he afraid? Yeah. He's like, he doesn't want to go with you. And he's like, <laughs> well, he's just afraid. Just tell him to come with me. Yeah. yeah. Like that like, sounds a little kind of like a creeper situation, <laughs> yeah. but... Yeah. So if your if your child was like, I don't want to go with him, you'd be like, No, 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 no. It's okay. He <laughs> says it's okay. It's he, okay. Yeah. He just showed up, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I, I, I that that dialogue scene I didn't like. Like we've talked about before. I, I would have liked to have seen him and obviously it, the technology limited it. But I am not I'm not opposed to like finding an actor yeah. that looks like Luke. Doesn't but doesn't have to be his twin. And just recasting it doesn't even have to have the same voice. I, I, I mean, I think at this point we're okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
the 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 CGI versus a real actor. I don't I, I don't know. What do you guys think? What would you rather see? Uh, I I like. I mean, if it was a different actor, I'd be like, it, it would be distracting in a different way. I think I'd uh-huh. be like, hey, it doesn't really look like. Like when you go to, you know, Disneyland and like Star Lord's out there talking to you and you're like, the real Star Lord must be on break because that guy is like eighty pounds heavier and and he's losing his hair. That's not Star Lord. That's, That's not, not Star Lord. Don't tell me you're Star Lord. I could see right through that disguise, buddy. Yeah. That's too funny. Yeah, no, so I think there's a bit of a trade. I was fine with it. I, I I, it would have been cool if there was some more dialogue, but maybe maybe kind of that shot from the back or something, so you could kind of have a little bit more yeah. of a connection. But because when he is talking, it's a little bit distracting in that way. You kind of see his mouth moving off a little bit. Yeah. And you go because when you just look at him, like when he's even when he's looking around and interacting like through body language, I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I well, liked it. You know, you know. I'm, I don't know if you, I mean, like the Avatar movies, right? Like they have those cameras were like on their, they could have, mm-hmm. I don't know that they did it with this. Did they just try to like, did they just try to do like CGI where someone animated the facial features as opposed to an actor, rec- you know, they could have hired Mark Hamill. To do all of the, the acting, recording it, and, and just, just de-aged it. Kind of do the de-age like they do in uh, The Irishman and things like that. Avengers. That yeah. would have looked probably better. The Harrison Ford trailer for the next Indiana Jones oh, yeah. looks really good. Yeah, so maybe it's a process. Because we did see the same thing in Book of Boba Fett. And it was better, I thought. Because he had more lines, he had more action, or doing more stuff. Luke did. So I thought it was better because a year later. Yeah, but I, I can't imagine that there was like because the impression I got is they hired like someone who makes computer games, mm-hmm. and they just like superimposed and animated Luke Skywalker face on another actor, which right. that as opposed which that is what they did. But I would have thought that they would have used motion cap kind of cameras and just taken that shot and de-aged it versus making something from scratch i i if that's what they did i don't know if i remember correctly they they hired an actor who looked similar proportions and stuff similar face structure and they got all the scenes of mark hamill throughout the movies and kind of created a mask based on all those different things and superimpose that somehow. I don't know if he had the dots on his face while they were filming it, and so they could have reference points and kind of put it on there the right way. Mm. But it wasn't. I don't think it was like the Avatar thing where they have the cameras right there and you know all that stuff because that stuff looked really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they did that, and one of the big complaints of the final episode was it's cool, kind of like what we're saying. It's cool, but it's not cool enough. Yeah, a little distracting. So then they hired some dude who made deep fake videos and posted them on YouTube. Like he actually took this scene and made it better. Yeah. And I saw that. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, we got to hire that guy. So they did. Yeah. But I don't still, it doesn't still not that good though. I don't think so. If you go on Disney plus and watch it now, is it the original or is it the updated version? I think it's the original. I think it's the original too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cause the updated was from book of Boba Fett. 
It was that's they used that guy to make it better oh, for Book of Boba Fett, which it is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should re- they should go back and fix the <laughs> fix it even more. Fix yeah. that one. Yeah, I think so. I remember. Do you remember they did like uh, those old mummy movies, and they did the Scorpion King one, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they so and they had that, and they're like, I remember reading articles when that came out. They're like. We don't even need actors anymore. <laughs> and, and and when you watch it, then you're like, "That's pretty cool," you know. And and then you watch it now, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like it's one step horrible. above Plato. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> maybe we're a little jaded now. Yeah. Um, Go back and watch Scorpion King <laughs> to appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's the. I mean, when, yeah. Anyways, that that I didn't hate that. I thought it was pretty cool. The mummy and Dwayne Johnson and the rock. I yeah. was like, the first time you see it, you're like, well, that's pretty cool. But Why did they have to CGA or like do that? To his because face? half his, his, he was half human, half scorpion. So he's running, he's crawling around with a scorpion body. And uh, uh, so that's why they did that. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. So where were we? <laughs> CGI. CGI takes the kid. Takes and, the, yeah, takes the kid. Yeah. You're gonna come train with me. R two D 2s there. Even that was a little off. What What was weird though is you know Moth Gideon at a certain point before you know Luke shows up, he's like, you know how this all ends. You're all gonna be dead except for me and the child. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as Luke showed up. You know, Moth Gideon used that, uh, you know, use the blaster to try to kill the child. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Mandalorian jumps in front of it and, and you know, saves him or whatever. So it was kind of a, again, I think it, it shows, you know, the child's just, he's got to be more than just a Jedi. There's more going on there and mm-hmm. and there's just this, you know, extra layer of power or something that true that he's got yeah yeah i think we're gonna have to get some grogu reveals here soon and yeah because we got to know what that's all about like what's the purpose what are they trying to do who is he we kind of got that a little bit in this season but we got to know more yeah as we go the scene was a little it was a little it was awesome because and you don't really you're just so you're just so like dumbstruck because luke's standing there and that scene you just saw you're like oh that was so awesome that's cool but when you watch that scene that then that dialogue part it's really jumpy and not like there's like these long awkward pauses pauses and as this music plays and people are just kind of like looking at each other (laughs) you know and you're just like and everyone's kind of like what you know what do we do now And you're like, man, there's a lot of dead space in this scene. But yeah, yeah. I agree. So yeah, anything else from this episode you guys want to bring up or talk about? So so he, you know, Mandalorian does take his helmet off. Oh, it's yeah. kind of yeah, a big, yeah. a big deal. That. Shows it to Grogu. And that's yeah. the first time Grogu sees his face, right? Yep. Up until that point, he was just this metal helmet guy. Yeah, maybe he thought he was a robot. Yeah. I mean, he did hang out with IG-11 for a while. That's right. Oh, you're a human. Whoa. Check out the stash, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dad? (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. So, 
So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, they see each other for the first time and says goodbye to him. Pretty emotional yeah. moment. Did you cry? Did you shed a tear? No. Did you get a little, <laughs> did you get a little watery-eyed? No. No? How about you, I think you, my Blake? wife did, though. I, I, I did not either. I, uh, I assumed that it would be, that the separation would be short-lived. I yeah. thought they'd yeah. get back together soon. I got more emotional, and I did not cry, but I got more emotional about seeing Luke yeah. than I did about right. about him, Mandalorian yeah. taking his mask off. I was like, "Oh, that's Luke Skywalker! That's awesome!" Yeah, yeah. So he takes his mask off, and you had mentioned earlier that you're like, "Oh." <laughs> well, obviously, we had already seen scenes where he took his mask off, right? And uh, but I was just asking you guys the question, like when. When he does take his mask off, what's your first impression? Is it like, well, this guy's pretty tough looking, like, like, or you're like, uh, I don't know, he just looks like just a normal guy. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think he looks like a normal guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looks a little. He's got one of those guys. He's got one of those faces that looks like it's been through more than mine has. He's, <laughs> it's kind of a. You know, like a a, a grizzly kind of look. You know, yeah. Like, like he's uh, he's been through some stuff. But I guess when I look at him, I guess I, you know, I I love Pedro Pascal and I I love his voice. He's got the perfect voice for that character. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just looks a little to me. He looks a little older. I I would I I pictured the Mandalorian being younger, and maybe he is. Maybe he is the age that i think he is but he just looks older because mm-hmm. to me he looks like someone who's like I, I would expect someone in like the mandalorian to be someone like in their late 20s early 30s i don't know the timing of this episode versus when we see how he's rescued by the death watch rescues him and when those events occurred how how old this character really would need to be for mm-hmm. that to make sense continuity wise but uh when he does take his helmet off, I'm like, and I again, I, I think Pedro Pascal is a great person to play the Mandalorian, but I, he does seem like he's just a little bit older than I would picture, yeah. especially the way he fights and moves, and, and he's pretty acrobatic, and he just kind of looks like someone who's a little more worn, <laughs> seen, yeah. seen a little more Might miles. Might take a little longer to get started. Yeah. But, but like his character, though, and like, if he was 25 or something, it would be harder to buy into him kind of becoming this patriarchal like kind True. of father figure you know he'd still be out wanting to you know collect yeah. bounties and i'm not taking care of no baby Yoda. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm out here i'm out here knocking heads and getting paid yeah <laughs> that's a good point yeah. hanging out with the chicks yeah it's like i need no baby weighing me down <laughs> cramping my style my style yeah so maybe he's like maybe it makes sense that he looks that way because he's like oh, I'm getting a little up there in age. It's time I settle down, adopt a kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go around making deals with people. <laughs> you ought to settle down with what's what's her name? Uh, the mechanic lady. No, no, don't bring her up. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ought to settle down and just yeah, what is her? You know, they make a cute couple. <laughs> But she likes the Jawas, though. She does. <laughs> yeah. The mechanic on Tatooine. Pelimoto. Pelimoto. 
Pele, like the soccer player. Pele, Pele, Pele Moto, Pele Moto. I did, I did see her in the trailer for season three. So yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe you never, never know. know. That would be funny if they ended up getting hooking up because she likes the child too. Yeah, she's she the is. mother figure. He she is the mother figure. Like, yeah. I have everything I need with his arm around her, and then it pans out, shows the moons. Yeah, you hear it, heard it here first. Incredible Nurse Podcast prediction. Yeah, too funny. I love it. All right, anything else that we missed? No, just, you know, the post credit scene, Book of Boba Fett. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of talk about that. It comes out soon. Watch it. <laughs> yeah. Coming, coming soon. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked that scene. I liked, although we did, you know, he, they just blast him, kick him out of his throne. And then he and just sits, sits in there. There's, there's nothing cooler than killing somebody and then sitting in their seat. Yeah. Like, eventually, though, you know, after about five or ten minutes, you're like, all right, I guess we should probably move that body. It's going to start to smell. Let's go get something to eat. Yeah. I'm not just going to sit on the stone throne for the... Yeah. But we never see that scene in the actual show, right? No. So it's its, its own thing. Yeah. When the when the book of Boba Fett does come on, that's it, sometime, it's a, probably a few months later. Yeah, and he's already kind of got things going. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. Cool. We'll be talking about that next but at that, some point. That, yeah, and that show was a little confusing, though, because it had a lot of flashbacks, flash-forwards. It had the two Crossovers, episodes that were yeah. just Mando-specific, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of plays into the, the season three, which, if you want to talk about the trailer, if we haven't already. I think we'll save that for a different episode. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we'll... We'll do that sometime in the next couple of weeks and post it. So, yeah, it, great episode. I give it. Uh, it's probably the best one of the the season, in my opinion. Had all had some dog fights in space. Yeah, had some fights in the hallways with stormtroopers. Had lightsaber action, uh, some force action. Cool, cool yeah, episode good. all the way around. Yep. Yeah, it's it was one of awesome. So. Too enthusiastic. I can't believe up. it's been two years. You know? know, like after that episode, I was like, man, I'm ready for more. And then, you know, with Book of Boba Fett, you got a little bit more. Yeah. And man, it's, it's, been it's finally here. Yeah. So we will be breaking down uh, episodes of Mandalorian Season 3 as they come out, hopefully, instead of waiting a year. Like after it. we do Book of Boba Fett and Andor. <laughs> and, and Obi-Wan. Uh, and Obi-Wan and Kenobi. I think we'll flash back to those later. <laughs> yeah. So. Rewatch in 20 years. Yeah. yeah we'll all be dead. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for watching and listening to our podcast, uh, Credible Nerds Podcast. So definitely subscribe and like to our YouTube channel so we can get some so lots of subscribers get our our stuff out there so people listen and, and watch we appreciate it doesn't cost you anything and it's very helpful to us so definitely do that um, but we'll be moving into the book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian season three next and lots of good content there to talk about so we want to thank you guys for joining us and we'll catch you next time see ya Merry Christmas <laughs> peace out. <laughs>